Welcome to MAP, the bi-weekly market access podcast provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. Mars makes it as easy as possible for you to get your pharmaceutical, medtech or digital health product to the market and of course get the price it deserves. My name is Stefan Walzer, I'm the founder of Mars and a health economist by training and working in the fields of market access, reimbursement, pricing and health economics already since 2004. Additionally, I founded the consultancy P&N Pricing and Negotiations in Healthcare based in Toronto, Canada, which supports companies and individuals globally by coaching, simulations and training, especially on negotiations. This service is including our innovative virtual reality simulation program and is part of the Negotiation Lab. And now let's learn about the market access and reimbursement systems around the globe. Okay, welcome to another podcast episode. Today, we're speaking about something quite specific. One piece is medical devices or medtech in general. And the second component is how that could potentially work in terms of reimbursement market access in France. For that, I have invited and I'm very happy uh, that we have a real expert also in that kind of matter today as a guest. Uh, welcome, Benoit Salois. So maybe you can quickly introduce yourself as well for whomever that would not know you, Benoit. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you so much for the uh, invitation and to discuss about uh, French market access in France. So I'm Benoit Salin. I'm a hospital pharmacist as background. I started uh, uh, MedConsult in 2014 after having uh, worked for uh, uh, pharma and big medical device like uh, Medtronic, St. Jude, uh, Jude Medical, uh, two years uh, in many positions as uh, reimbursement director and as well business unit director for neuromodulation. So I said uh, I started MedConsult in 2014. Today we have um, uh, nine uh, consultants. The, the company is uh, 11 people uh, working for market access innovation, introducing market access innovation in France. Very good. Perfect. So we have the right person for the topic and uh, we can directly jump into it Benoit so maybe we start let's say more on a top level kind of perspective um maybe more like um how does the healthcare system in France uh, approach let's say reimbursement slash market access for new medical devices uh, and maybe yeah they already a bit the kind of key factors in order to get a positive decision in that process Yes, absolutely, Stefan. This is a very uh, specific for France, but not only for France. But the the approach for France, uh, especially for new medical devices, is the way that the new medical device is full, fulfilling a not met need or compensating a disability. Okay, so that means so we may have a technology, but at the end of the day, we have to be sure that this innovation, this medical device. Is, uh, is useful for the patient, is useful for the practitioners. So then uh, in that way, to get reimbursed in France, uh, the, the medical device has to provide demonstration of its efficacy and safety. And at the end of the day, this new technology, um, the question is, can we afford it in France for all the population this new technology, this new medical device, 
in which way we will be pricing it. Uh, the authorities will price. It's a central process, national process to price to price it. One of the key difference with the C marking for the reimbursement, um, for C marking, you need to demonstrate the performance of the device. But to get reimbursed in France, it's not enough. Performance is a prerequisite, and the authorities to get reimbursed need the demonstration that being Uh, having the performance demonstration, on top of that, we demonstrate the medical interest and in which way, again, the device, the medical device, is useful for the patient or for the practitioner, but mainly for the patient. That's the main, that's the main mindset, the main way to think about reimbursement in France. Mm-hmm. Okay, very interesting. I think you, you you made a couple of interesting points here. I think one is efficacy, safety, and then affordability, obviously, and also usefulness. I mean, when I'm thinking about those kind of terms and thinking about maybe clinical evidence, I mean, you could have different, let's say, perspectives, right? And medtech is very wide, very broad. So is that then as well that, let's say, the decision makers in France are also looking primarily on randomized controlled trials or? Not really. Uh, of course, the randomized, the RCT is the best in class, is the best in class way to demonstrate the usefulness of a device. But of course, sometimes it's not feasible. And then we have as well uh, international guidelines that may help to uh, recognize. So we don't have, oh, we do not have uh, always specific data for a device. For innovation, of course, the authorities are waiting or are waiting for uh, a comparative. Comparative doesn't mean necessarily uh, randomized control. Okay, We may have different design to make comparison versus the, the gold standard, the current gold standard reimbursed or the best medical practice. But the way, the way to think in front is what is the new device? What can it give uh, versus what is today reimbursed and what is today uh, uh, used by the patient? That, that's the mindset. Okay, but, but the RCT uh, is, of course, the, the, best, the best in class way to demonstrate for the demonstration, but not the only way. Got you. Got you. So, so is there maybe a smaller difference in terms of risk classes for medical devices? So if it's a risk class, I don't know, one, maybe the evidence level is not that high than maybe a risk class three or something like that? Uh, it is as well what has been demonstrated with other devices, uh, not really linked to the, of course, uh, with class three, the safety, the Uh, the attention uh, for the safety will be uh, important uh, mm -hmm. for sure and the existing the existing if you come with if you you come with a, a device in an existing category with history of reimbursement of course the level of evidence uh, will be lower the, the request of a level of evidence will be lower than for a new innovative implantable uh, device. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, that's always um, 
something to assess upfront the application to check. And this is exactly what we are doing at MedConsult in assessing uh, the clinical data sets, the data set that the, uh, the company, the device has to say, okay, you, you will have the, uh, the chance to be reimbursed or you have to continue uh, homework to get, to get reimbursed because the level of evidence is not for the authorities uh, as good as uh, it was for the other devices. Got you, got you. Okay. And um, I mean, you said as well that, let's say, randomized control trials, maybe not the only, it is the highest, but maybe not the only way to <clears throat> get into the discussions. Uh, it's maybe as well more the comparative kind of character of a study, maybe to call it like that. So are there also registries which would then be acceptable? And would you also, or would yes. this, for example, uh, also pay, yeah. let's say, for a device while maybe still collecting data? Is that as well a possibility? Yes, abs absolutely. And and often uh, the HCC agency is asking uh, that after the reimbursement. So they said, okay, it's it's okay, but you have to continue to collect prospectively, mm -hmm. to collect prospectively in, in registries uh, data. Um, so, but that has to be done uh, in... Uh, good methodology in a good way with a good assumption even though it's a registry okay mm -hmm. it's it has to be methodologically valid and then we may have the op opportunity to check that with the authorities with uh, early meetings uh, with the authorities and before starting a clinical study to demonstrate the the efficacy or the safety we may have the chance To, to check with the with the authorities. Okay, that yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And final question as well. What, maybe final one. Yeah, what sure. is important, Stefan, for France, what is very important? So the, the HT agency, um, they, they cannot accept posters, presentation in uh, symposiums or something like that. We need at least a publication or uh, uh, clinical reports to argue okay. and to... Uh, Uh, to build the 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 argument for the and, and to build the demonstration. Okay, very very good. And, and maybe link to that. That would have been you know, anyway my kind of question as well. Is it necessary to have French data, or is it okay as well to have maybe maybe call it Western style kind of evidence? Yeah, very good question that a lot of uh, customers are asking to to make consult. So. Uh, the, the day you are uh, explaining that the disease and the way to treat the patient pathway is the same as in France is okay. So you don't need really French data as soon as you are able to, to explain that the data you get outside France are transposable, are transposable to the French context. So there are some diseases that all the patients across the world are suffering from are suffering and then you can say that the procedure there are guidelines international guidelines in the way to treat the patient and then you say that even though the, the data are collected uh, i don't know where uh, east part of europe whatever uh, the country and you can explain that this is exactly the same type same kind of patient the same disease the same uh, environment so that the data are valid of course okay perfect 
Perfect. Okay, maybe taking a bit of a step further and getting a bit more to the details, how would you or could you maybe describe the process a bit more in detail? So what would, for example, companies need to do in order to then finally submit, uh, let's say, in France to obtain reimbursement? So which kind of, I don't know, dossier pieces or whatever is needed? Are there oral hearings? So yeah. what is the process overall? Yeah, uh, the, the general way is to build two dossiers to apply with two dossiers, uh, a clinical technical dossier that moves to the HT agency. And then you have to build, uh, to build an economic dossier that moves to the economic committee uh, located at the uh, Ministry of Health. So the application technically uh, takes six months, okay? three months, the first step at the HT agency that will assess, give opinion on the, um, uh, the clinical data, the interest for the, the device to get reimbursed. And after these three months, so then if the, the applicant gets a positive opinion, that the, uh, the application move to the Ministry of Health for pricing. We have two steps, uh, HT assessment, first step, and economic uh, pricing uh, decision second step. That's more or less the, 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 the general way to, to get reimbursed. But one point, Stefan, which is very important, so sometimes for some categories of devices, the reimbursement application is not necessary because we have history already, categories uh, priced, category pr uh, with many devices that are already priced. And if you fit with this category, you have the C-mark, the, the prerequisite is to get the C-mark. You get in that existing category, it's a generic category, and you don't have to apply for reimbursement if you fit with this existing category, which is already reimbursed. That's, and that that's, this that's is the analysis, that the analysis that we are doing at MedConsult before mm -hmm. starting. Okay, yeah, that makes to, sense. just to say, okay, what is the roadmap? What is the mm -hmm. good roadmap? Exactly. That that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, if you would, let's say, think that you would fit into that category, would you need to, let's say, still get a confirmation by, I don't know, the, the authorities? Or would you just say you launch and basically claim no, no. to be part of that category? No, no, you have just to declare. It, you are not okay. waiting for any authorization. You are not waiting for any authorization. You have, you have just to declare that you are entering the market with, mm -hmm. with the C mark, and that means you agree with the existing price. Mm -hmm. So, okay, the technical uh, characteristic, you have the technical characteristic that fits with the category mm -hmm. and say, okay, I accept the price. So then I declare that I'm uh, entering the market in that category. Got you. Got you. Okay, perfect. And I mean, beforehand, you as well said um, that there is a split between, let's say, the clinical or technical component, which is one assessment. And then there is the second part, which is the pricing. For the first part, I think you have already given some kind of timings. Uh, how long does the pricing piece normally last? I mean, I know that there might be quite yeah. long ranges <laughs> or big ranges, right? But just to get a bit of a, you know, just a bit of a feeling, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say the price negotiation can take from three months uh, to one year or, or more than one year. 
<laughs> so we have seen uh, some uh, products that uh, um, which never find the agreement uh, with the French authorities, and at the end of the day, that decided to uh, remove or to to stop negotiating mm. because we have, uh, I will say, the, the gap between the the price request and what the authorities are ready to pay for is yeah. is too huge. So then I have some example in mind where uh, devices that got positive opinion from the HT agency never enter the French market mm. because the, um, the company refused the proposal uh, from the, the Ministry of Health and the Economic Committee. We have yeah, some examples yeah. like that. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I can yeah. imagine exactly. I mean, <laughs> it could obviously very well be that maybe the the medical component is seen, uh, let's say, in favor, but the prices may be a bit of the issue. I, I, is that then primarily and especially around affordability? What you mentioned at the, let's say, at, at early on when we have started to speak and mm. related question to, to affordability, is that the, let's say purely, let's say, the kind of simplified budget impact, which means number of patients multiplied by the price very good point Stefan. france is is mainly it's mainly the price negotiation is mainly driven by budget impact nevertheless nevertheless for some situation where the budget impact um the expectation uh, of Mm. the budget impact is up to couple of millions euros per year then you have to provide uh, economic cost effectiveness. You you may have to provide cost effectiveness uh, study um, application as well to the HT agency. Uh, this is a second application. It, it's a rare for medical device because the the, the threshold is twenty millions uh, per year, VAT excluded by indication. So that means we have a rare situation in France, uh, by experience, where the applicant have t- has to uh, to build this uh, this uh, dossier, cost effectiveness dossier, on top of the technical dossier. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's it, it's much more it's much more frequent for pharma for drugs than mm-hmm. for uh, okay. So that's why the, the, the price negotiation for in the general case, the price negotiation is driven by by budget impact mm-hmm. for the yeah. French healthcare system. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe linked to that, but also broader, is there a difference between, let's say, a product which is being used in the inpatient setting versus a product which is being used in the outpatient setting? Could be different budget, but could also potentially be maybe even different yeah. kind of system. Yeah, yes, the, 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 the main process is to go through the economic committee that is uh, negotiation, negotiating, fi- fixing the price for hospital, inpatient or outpatient. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's say for uh, if we took the example of uh, glucose monitoring uh, mm-hmm. or uh, implants, uh, whatever the, the settings where the device is used, uh, the economic committee is uh, fixing the, uh, the the price and the tariff. Mm-hmm. They introduce um, differences with uh, digital else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where we have already agreed a pricing grid that has been 
setup and then if uh, by volumes and uh, pricing so so we know um, in advance for digital health uh, mm -hmm. if we get that level of evidence and this number of patients we reach that number of patients we have already agreed a, a price grid that is already set up so there is no negotiation uh, through the economic committee that's that's a a brand new uh, process for, for digital health. We have another pricing uh, model uh, pathway, which is almost different with, uh, for innovations like forfait innovation or um, prise en charge transitoire temporary uh, funding mm -hmm. process where the economic committee is not involved, mm -hmm. but we have the other administration, administrative affairs that are negotiating the price outside the economic community. Well, it's, it's the French cooking, it's the French way to, to give <laughs> to complex, to complexify <laughs> the processes. <laughs> so, so, so that's, that, that, that's the French style. Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. The French style. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, it, you said digital health, but I mean, digital health is also very broad, right? So it, is that, pricing grid applicable to, to anything which is digital health? For example, telemonitoring, the same as for digital yeah, health? That, that, that's, that, that's the point, that's the point where, where we are frequently asked at uh, MedConcert. So that the, the DIGA is a bit different. So we have digital health, uh, telemonitoring. The, the, main, the main process for France is telemonitoring, but not only. Mm -hmm. and, but often the, um, the, the applicant and the companies are thinking that for telemonitoring, it, was, it, it, it is easy to get reimbursed versus standard devices. Not mm -hmm. at all, not at all, not at all. Okay, the mindset for the assessment for HTOP, it's exactly the same. So they, they, they took some different criteria. We have, we have always more, um, mortality, morbidity, but... Mm -hmm as well organizational impact, organizational outcome, in which way a digital uh, app, uh, digital solution is changing the way, the pathway where the patient is, is, um, is followed, and in which way we may, I uh, will say, uh, uh, give accurate um, treatments, accurate follow-ups, And that this organizational dimension is more and more considered in France. Got you, got you. That's uh, that's also an interesting aspect. Yeah. So that, that's why sometimes uh, you know we have uh, often the uh, we are comparing Diga and Pecan. Uh, mm -hmm. This is the temporary process, mm -hmm. but Pecan is not a fast track. Pecan mm -hmm. is definitely not a fast track. It's still uh, as not complicated, but as uh, defined. So we have a lot of uh, prerequisites, a lot of information to, uh, to give to the authorities to fully understand the app, the digital solution, in which way it works, in which way the algorithm are built, what was the validation of the algorithm, and what was the, the study implemented to demonstrate that the digital uh, solution is again, um, given interest for the patient, 
or for the uh, the practitioners. The focus is much more on patients today. So we have digital health, of, of course, helping the the practitioners. But the, the the main focus of the HT agency is digital health for patients mm -hmm. and telemonitoring mainly. Okay, got okay. you, got you, got you. Perfect. Um, you mentioned out as well a couple of, as far as I understood, evolvements, changes uh, over the last the recent years. I think you mentioned, the, let's say, a bit of more the French way, as you called it, for innovation. And now you have also spoken a bit about digital health. Are these the main changes, let's say, in terms of market access processes in France? Or are there as well other evolvements or maybe even further discussions currently ongoing? No, de definitely, it's it's uh, more or less stable. The uh, the way to uh, to assess the the devices, even though that it's uh, different processes for digital health, but the, the the main process stay the same. Okay, the the key concern that we have in France is still the the, the situation where we have um, a new device that generates. A new procedure codes, okay? Mm -hmm. A new a new practice, and then we are we are still bottlenecks where we have a, a new device generating a new procedure code. The procedure code, you know that for Germany, that the procedure code is uh, driven the DRG at the hospital. The procedure code is driven to the DRG. So then impacting uh, the hospital finance and then in France as well, the uh, private physician fees, the fees for the, 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 the private practitioners. So that means the procedure code, the, we have no administrative deadlines mm -hmm. to get assessed. So that means we, we can delay the entry on the French market for a new device waiting for the procedure code. And that it's still not solved, definitely solved. We are waiting decrease in France uh, to facilitate that, but this is still the bottleneck when we have innovation that needs to create specific procedure codes. Got you, got you. Okay, very interesting. Uh, but yeah. but but in general, the the the, the process, the, the way to think about reimbursement in France is uh, almost the same for the the two last decades. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I mean, it gives some kind of certainty, obviously, uh, at least for, let's say, companies um, working and approaching the French market, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, we have, so we have um, margin changes. Uh, sometimes they would like to uh, to move some categories from the on-top licences, the on-top payments. Uh, mm -hmm. We have that, that way to the... Um, uh, global coverage by the DRG. Okay, so to, to remove from the on-top payment to the all-inclusive DRG payment. So this is still discussion in which way we move one category, one way to, to be funded to another way to be funded. That's, that's the, um, the trade-off today from the French administration to, uh, to maintain its such uh, funding category or to, to move to another category. So that's why at MedConsult we are often uh, asked in which way this category of uh, product with the price expectation may may join may join a job in that category that way that way and we built the uh, the appropriate roadmap 
and gotcha. uh, um, advice to uh, to our customers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, moving a bit towards the end. I mean, there are a lot of information, obviously, especially when somebody's maybe not, uh, let's say, familiar with, I mean, the French way in a very broad sense. But which kind of recommendation would you basically give, especially maybe a company from outside of France, if they are thinking about launching their MedTech product in France? I mean, key things to remember or key things to do before maybe really moving to the French direction? Yes, it's, it's to make sure uh, we have recent uh, um, uh, recent cases to make sure that uh, you are ready to enter the French market. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I say uh, the reimbursement, it's not necessarily the holy grail. Okay, mm -hmm. we may have a good success story, commercial success story in France without reimbursement. Mm -hmm. It's just a question of, I would say... Um, Uh, price levels, okay, for sure. It's like uh, um, volumes that you would like to, to reach in France. And then the, so the strategy, it's, it's a key strategic decision to request to apply for reimbursement or not. Because of course, so we say for some categories of, of products, so you, you don't have the, the choice. For example, if you would like to today to go in France with uh, um, um, coronary uh, DES, uh, the regulating stance for coronary disease, and you are not reimbursed, no way you won't sell any units in France. So, yeah. so that's, that's, so we have to check the device, the, the environment in which the device is used, the existing uh, device at, at which price um, they are sold today in France with uh, hospital tenders and MedConsult is covering all these aspects, all these items, and to say, okay, the, the best way to get in front is of course to get reimbursed with that clinical or not, and you can go directly on, on the market switching the, the reimbursement the, the reimbursement processes or just uh, going into existing or going into existing categories. Okay, but again, the application, the reimbursement is not always the only, the, the, the only grade. Got you. Okay, I think that that's a very good point. I mean, and that's probably as well a good discussion point for maybe an upcoming Uh, podcast episode but i think we can pause that probably for now and obviously if somebody is interested in that kind of uh, let's see other directive kind of routes for sure reach out to benoit yeah. but i think um yeah, yeah i think for now for today benoit i think i want to thank you i think we have already filled the roughly 30 minutes which is the normal kind of time yeah. of uh, a, each episode i think was really insightful i mean i learned as well a lot i think uh, we've seen a couple of, let's say, similarities to other markets, so especially maybe the German markets. But clearly, I like the way, as you said, there are some clear French ways to, uh, let's say, work with medical devices, medtech um, in your country. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Benoit. Thank you so much, Stefan. Have a good day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. I think there are a lot of, let's say, interesting components. I think some are for sure for the general It's a standard pathway where the process is split between the clinical component and also the economic component, which is more the kind of pricing, uh, let's say, approach. That's what we, at least in Germany, for example, know 
but really only from the drug area, the AMNOT process, but not for medical devices as well. I think timing sounds rather a bit more, if I can say that, reasonable if compared to, to some other areas, some other countries, but also, for example, in Germany, if you would need to go um, through the um, method evaluation, which might take a bit longer. Most important in any way is also what Benoit said, especially towards the end. I mean, if considering really France, and that's probably more true for any kind of country, be ready, which would also mean know the environment, know the options as well, because maybe also in France, there might be as well pathways uh, besides and beyond the reimbursement environment. For some areas, that's not a choice, but for some, you could have a choice. Keep in mind, if you would, for example, as well, fulfill the innovation kind of criteria, which would mean that you would not need to go through the economic committee, as far as I understood, but rather through a separate kind of negotiation way. Uh, that's a buzzword, the French way, as Benoit said. But the same thing as well applies for digital health. That's very important that there are already some price set grids given. So need to check if that might as well be applicable. I think overall, I think the be ready is probably the most important thing to also understand how, for example, French payers might see the evidence. RCT are not always the kind of key criteria. The second thing is obviously how and where the different kind of codes are available and finally then also that kind of reimbursement pathway. And for sure, kind of quick final word, if you need to know that, maybe as well think about Max Insights, our artificial intelligence for early reimbursement planning. That was an episode of MAP, the market access podcast provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. MAP is available every second week with a new episode, so watch out. And in case you might have questions, contact me directly and or visit our website on www.marketaccess-pricingstrategy.de. Thank you.